So one of my favorite leadership teachers, Jim Rohn, taught small errors in judgment over a period of time will result in accumulated disaster. Today, I'm going to tell you how small errors of ignoring ongoing pain landed me in the hospital. You will want to hear how this applies to your marriage. Hello, welcome to the Art of Spousing podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. Absolutely. We do not take it for granted that there are plenty of podcasts out there. So for you to choose to listen to us, it's a pretty big deal. And we know that there are people listening from nine different countries. That's amazing. It's pretty cool, isn't it? 31 different states here in the U.S. We would love to learn a little bit more about our audience. So big ask here. Would you shoot us an email at hello at artespousing.com just to say, hey, and tell us where you're listening from. Yeah, that would be really cool. And we would love to give you a shout out on future episodes. If you are new to the podcast, or even if you've been with us for a while, we want to remind you that the reason we do this podcast is that we really believe that every marriage has the potential to be a work of art. We know that God designed your marriage with a specific purpose. We also personally know that a work of art doesn't just happen. It has to be intentionally crafted and shaped. So our goal with every episode is to give you tools to practice that will help your relationship, not just survive, but really thrive. I am so excited about today's content. I think it's going to be really helpful. Before we get to it, we want you to hear about an exciting opportunity that we believe will take your marriage from good to great. If you're looking for that one thing that could be the game changer for your relationship, then the Marriage Reboot Retreat is just for you. If you want a greater connection with your spouse, if you are tired of feeling stuck in the same old, same old, if you desire to feel the thrill of fun and discovery again, like you did when you first met, we can help. We support couples to reconnect, recharge, and re-engage to pursue their life purpose together. The Marriage Reboot Retreat by Mary for a Purpose is a private, intensive experience for you and your spouse working exclusively with Lisa and I for two consecutive full days. At the end of the two days, you will walk away with a unified purpose for your marriage and a holistic vision for your marriage and family supported with a real action plan. If you would like to find out more information about the Marriage Reboot Retreat, you can set up a discovery call with James and I and we will tell you more about it. The link is in the show notes or you can direct message us on Instagram at Art Espousing and we will send you a link to schedule a discovery call. So people who know me know that I am an avid cyclist. I typically ride between 120, 150 miles a week on my bike. Okay, James, you used to even post Map My Ride. Right. Which you would list all the miles you rode, how fast you rode. Right. And then I snuck on your Facebook account. I did, and I mapped my bubble bath. Yeah. Yeah, and told everyone you took a two-hour bubble bath. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, you can't get anything around you. Back at the beginning of 2016, (laughs) I actually decided I was going to take a break from riding and start doing some running. So I thought the best way to challenge myself was to sign up for a half marathon. And I'd done a little bit of running, but nothing to the extent of training for that distance. So I got some running shoes and I started running every day. This reminds me of little boys who have the light up shoes. You just thought, man, if I have these little running shoes, I'm going to be fantastic. I was trying to do what James Clear says. I was doing what runners do. I got <laughs> shoes. And, but a couple of weeks into running, I started realizing that I had some pain in my right hip. Because I was new to running, I just felt it was probably muscle soreness or me getting used to a new form of exercise. So... I just kept running. And then the rest of the day after I ran, I would kind of limp around thinking my hip was just sore. After a few weeks of the pain not going away, I thought I should go check it out. So I went and saw a general practice doctor 
They took an x-ray and said everything was fine. It was probably just my body adjusting to running. But after about eight weeks of the same routine, it got to the point that I started walking funny and was sore all day long. So I thought I needed to go see another specialist. So I went to a chiropractor and they adjusted my leg. Then I went to an athletic rehab place that did sports therapy and they worked with it thinking it was just sore muscles. Finally, after multiple weeks of dealing with this and being in pain, I went to an orthopedic doctor and they took another x-ray and they came out and said, there's nothing wrong. However, the doctor doctor asked me why I was not walking on crutches. And I said, well, nobody told me anything is wrong. So I just figured I didn't have permission to be on crutches, which is kind of stupid thinking about now. Right. He obviously knew something was wrong. So he prescribed that I did an MRI. When I came out of the MRI, the technician looked at me and said, dude, your hip is jacked up. So what happened was I had what a... Happened what? <laughs> what happened was... I mean, what's... what's that from? <laughs> What happened was. (laughs) How am I going to get back to that? I had a stress fracture in my hip and I kept running on it and exercising on it. And ultimately my hip cracked from the top of my femoral neck all the way to the bottom of my hip. So in May 2016, I went in for hip surgery and had three long rods put in my right hip to fuse my hip back together. So a stress fracture that could have healed with some intentionality and rest compounded into a complete break that required specialized medical attention and long recovery. The reason we share that story is because I think it's a really good illustration of sometimes what happens in marriage relationships. A small fracture due to unresolved conflict in the relationship grows and causes real damage between a husband and a wife. Yeah, James, I remember some of our first small fractures in our married life as we started out, like expectations. Right. Who puts the toilet lid down? Oh yeah, remember that one. Go back and listen to season one, episode three, if you want the full scoop. Expectations certainly create small fractures. If left unattended, unresolved, can easily become a bigger deal. But one of the lingering hairline fractures that went on for years between the two of us is what I like to call, duh, everybody knows that. I believed my eye for detail and the need for order was how everyone saw the world. And I really mean that. I thought everyone saw things the way I did. And they preferred the world to be the way I preferred the world to be. Right. I was sure you could see the obvious things that needed to be done around the house. I remember that the trash would be overflowing and I could be hustling around the house and you would ask, what can I do to help? And I was so irritated with you and so frustrated. I thought you were a smart man. How could you not see the obvious? Of course, I didn't state it. I just said it in my head. I didn't even have the expectation that you should take the trash out because you're the husband. I just expected that the needs around the house were obvious. Anyone should see them and do something about it. Everybody knows that. That's why I named it. Everybody knows that. I think you said, duh, everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Duh, everybody knows that. This became an issue about getting the kids ready for bed, cleaning up after dinner, how the front yard looked, on and on and on. I'm like, I never verbally express the expectation or my frustration or my quote unquote obvious view of the world that we were living in. Unfortunately, because I did not communicate and you were truly, honestly, just living your best life and did not see the house the way I did, I ended up carrying this over to bigger areas in life. For example, how we were navigating extended family relationships, church relationships, our kids, the list went on because everybody knows that. Duh. (laughs) 
There are plenty of other small issues. I mean, really small ones that if left unattended can cause huge fractures, like tone of voice and communication of like, hey, James, do you mind taking out the trash versus do you mind taking the trash out? Right. Gosh. Or body language, roll of eyes, preferences of how we like things, how we like things said, how we like things done, how we like laundry folded, how we like the towels put in the basket a certain way, dishonesty, hiding financial purchases. Right. Yeah, it's really anything that leads to disconnection or disunity in the relationship. Right. So recently we heard our pastor talking about this idea that dis, D-I-S, basically means moving in the opposite direction of the word that follows it. So disunity is in the opposite direction of unity. Our belief based in the Bible is that when a husband and wife marry, they become a unified one. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, we see, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. The reality is being one goes against our selfish nature. So there will always be a pull to move away from unity towards disunity, to move away from connection towards disconnection. Right. So if we're not careful about small offenses, small conflicts, small misunderstandings, they can lead to bigger issues like distrust in, disregard for, and disconnection from one another. According to the Relationship and Marriage expert Dr. John Gottman, couples wait an average of six years of being unhappy before getting help. This is really sad to me, James. Like you and your hip, couples limp through marriage thinking the issues will go away or will get better on their own. And the truth is they don't. Interesting fact about your hip, you and I both got used to you walking weird. And we got comfortable with you walking that way, too comfortable for too long. I saw it, you were in pain, you felt it, and neither of us did anything about it. The funny thing is we moved into our home during that season, and I was climbing up and down ladders, installing closets, ceiling fans, ceiling fans on this hip, and just thinking that this is how it was supposed to be, and we were just living with the pain. You know, there were some signs that something was wrong with my hip early on. I had a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of stiffness in my upper leg, a small limp after running. I felt pain and discomfort, and I was just unaware of the source or the reason for the pain. In the same way, we can experience pain in our marriage relationship, discomfort, a little stiffness in our relationship. There will be symptoms that something may be going on, and we should take those things seriously. So Lisa, let's talk about some of the things that could be symptoms of a stress fracture in the marriage relationship. Yeah, I think there's some obvious indicators that something bigger is going on if we pay attention. This is not an exhaustive list, but here are just a few to get our thoughts going. Your spouse no longer shares his or her problems with you. Your spouse has lost interest in you. Your spouse is unmoved by a show of emotions. They have a lack of concern for you. Your spouse is indifferent to solving conflicts mutually. Your spouse no longer spends time with you. Your spouse lacks interest in having sex with you. Right. And maybe you're listening today and you would put yourself in that. Like, I no longer share my problems with my spouse. I've lost interest in my spouse. I'm unmoved when my spouse shows emotions or I've lost interest in having sex with my spouse. So either way, those are symptoms that could show that there's maybe a fracture in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what do you do if there's a potential fracture in the marriage relationship? I think there's a few things that we would say that you should do if you're concerned that maybe there's a disconnection or disunity or a fracture. We want to give you four things that will help you avoid 
avoid moving from a fracture to a catastrophic break. And like Lisa likes to do, I'm going to give them to you up front and then we'll unpack them. How do you like that? I love that. So the first one is acknowledge the pain. The second one is to search out the right help. The third one is do the work. And the fourth one is give grace and space to heal. And I would say about these four is get on the front end as soon as possible at the moment discomfort starts happening. Yep. So the first one is acknowledge the pain. There was value in you, James, pressing through the pain of your hip because sucking it up and getting tough and running through a sore muscle is one thing. We don't have to address every single pain point that we have. However, there comes a time when the pain's intensity increases and it needs to be acknowledged. So I'd like to encourage us all to be the first. Be the first to make the move to acknowledge, hey, this is awkward or hey, I feel tension. Right. It has dawned on me that I have a keen eye for detail (laughs) and may have assumed you also have a keen eye for detail. I can see, James, that you are just a slop. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can see that you just don't see the world the same way I do. Can we process? By me acknowledging this, this tension, this awkwardness, this discomfort, doesn't mean that there's not something for you to learn, James, or that I need to learn something. It means that we have some communicating to do. Right. The truth is, I just don't see the world the way that you see the world, but I'm available to help. So help me see it. And actually you do that on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Cause you gave me permission. So That's sometimes right. I feel a little bossy, but I have to watch my tone. That's right. Watch yeah. the tone. Yeah. So be the first, be the first to make the move and be curious. You may say something like, I've noticed you seem withdrawn. You pull away from me when I try to touch you. Now, James, I think in these moments of being curious, we both have to be intentional not to be defensive. Right. We have to listen to learn. We look for what we need to own or to do differently. Maybe this is an opportunity that we explain why we're pulling away or withdrawing. Maybe you're inadvertently contributing to a small hairline fracture and you don't even know it. Or maybe I'm just in a bad mood and don't even realize that I'm pulling away from you. Right. I love what Steve Covey says. He says, seek to understand before being understood. Right. And that is being curious. I love that. So acknowledge the pain. Secondly is search out the right help. You know, when I was going through this situation with my hip, I talked to friends about my hip pain. I saw a general practice doctor about my pain. I went to a chiropractor for my pain. I even went to a sports therapist for my pain. But it wasn't until I went to an orthopedic specialist that I got the diagnosis and treatment I needed. In the same way, if you're dealing with disconnection in your marriage, you need to get the right help. Listen, Lisa and I are huge proponents of counseling. However, that is not always the right first step for everyone. Right. You may need some help finding the right help. A pastor or a marriage mentor may be a good place to start. They'll be able to guide you to the right next step. You may need a marriage coach to help you move forward in your relationship. Something like the marriage reboot that you've heard us share about on this podcast may be a great coaching process for you and your spouse to move your marriage forward. If there is significant pain and dysfunction in your relationship, a pro-marriage counselor could be helpful to deal with the disconnection in your relationship. There's a lot of counselors out there, but not all marriage counselors are pro-marriage. And so if you're going to go see a counselor, we're going to encourage you to really find out if they're going to be pro your marriage moving forward. Absolutely. It's okay to interview a counselor to see if they're who you need for the need you have. That's right. 
Yep. And I think going to a mentor or a pastor or somebody like yourself, Lisa, who's a mental health coach that can actually help you know what the next steps are is really important. I love it. So acknowledge the pain, get the right help and do the work. Yeah, that's true. I had to do the work to fix the break by having surgery. I had to do the work by walking on crutches for several weeks after the surgery. And then I had to do some work to make it my hip strong and flexible again. See, a healthy marriage requires work. And when there is disconnection or dysfunction in the relationship, it will take extra work to move to health. It will take the work of getting the right help, going to the coaching or counseling sessions, doing the heavy lifting of working on the areas where there was weakness in the relationship to build health and strength. It will take more than just words. It will take action. And one of my favorite statements is from Benjamin Franklin, who said, well done is greater than well said. So you have to do the work if you want there to be health. You can't just say, hey, we want to be healthy. That's right. I remember when you were on crutches, James, and you were learning how to use crutches, it was a little clunky. It was. It was a little awkward. And we have one step in our whole house. Right. And you stood there as if it were Mount Everest. <laughs> and wondering, how, how am I going to get down this one three inch step <laughs> down? And so it was awkward. So uh-huh. there are times in marriage when you're trying to make a turn. Yep. You're trying to let go of hurt. You're trying to move forward. It's awkward and clunky, but it's worth pressing yeah, through. Yeah, to do the work. So the fourth one is give grace and space to heal. Just because you had surgery and your hip was put back together, literally by titanium rods, the surgery did not mean you would never experience discomfort in your hip, that you would never learn new limitations around your hip. To this day, you lack flexibility. I do. Even hot yoga can't redeem. You're not going to go there, are you? Yeah. Another story for another episode. Yes, it is. All I'm going to say is, hashtag child's pose. (laughs) There's so much there. But anyway, another time. We are all a work in progress. Marriage is a journey. Truly, one of the greatest aspects of marriage are the opportunities to grow together. And all of these little hairline fractures are just that, opportunities to grow and tighten our bond. Extending grace is a building block of trust and invest into new levels of vulnerability. That's right. I believe all of these small fractures over time build and strengthen us in our marriage and allow us to process other ones that come along in life quicker. So be quick to give grace and equally quick to give space. Allow your spouse to back themselves out of a corner. Our pastor has used this quote often as we lead other people, but it's great for married life is you can tell that your spouse has backed themselves into a corner, help them out. Sometimes I will even verbally say, James, can I back myself out of a corner? Right. And you give me space in that. When things are sore, verbally express space you are extending. So for example, when I'm feeling a little crunchy or I have been offended, I will say, I just need a little space. I'm trying to process. Right. I'm not being punitive. I'm not punishing. I'm not being passive aggressive. I'm just needing it. And you grant me yeah. that space. And I think that's really important, especially if you know I'm the one who maybe caused the hurt or caused the offense. I can't expect you to just forget it, right? Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, yeah, but there might still be a little bit of sensitivity or soreness there. So I have to give you space right. to not just expect that you're over it, right? That's right. James, you've said in moments like this, I forgive you, Lisa but it may take me a minute to process a move beyond. Right. Rarely, James, have you had to say this because you tend to recover much faster. But you would say, I just may need a minute. 
Right. But typically my minutes are a little bit longer. <laughs> and in those minutes, this is going to be a surprise and delight for you, James. Mentally, I'm coaching myself up. Lisa, you need to be the mature 51-year-old you are and move on. But thank you for giving me space. But I think both spouses need to give space for people just to kind of heal and not expect that it's going to be over in a second just That's because true. there's a conversation. So we want to close by giving you a few discussion questions that you can use to begin to diagnose any potential fractures in your relationship. The first is this, is there something right now in your marriage that has the potential to create disconnection or a break in your relationship? If so, acknowledge those things and talk about them and bring them out into the light so you can work on them. Love it. The second question is this, what action can each of you do to address the concern or that fracture point or potential danger issue? And then finally, is there an opportunity for you to invite help into the situation? And if so, who would that be? Maybe it's finding a mentor couple that's 10 or 15 years ahead of you. Maybe it's your pastor at your church, a marriage coach, or even a counselor that can help you process through those things in your marriage. Great questions. We hope you find this content helpful. We would love to hear your thoughts and answer your questions you have about what we've shared. You can email us at hello at artespousing.com or direct message us on on Instagram at Art Espousing. Thanks again for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please let your friends know by sharing it with them. You can also help other people find the podcast by rating the podcast and leaving us a review. We hope you will join us next week. We have our good friends, Ben and Elisa Hockey on the show with us. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Art Espousing podcast. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.